When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a bit of a bookworm. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1917, the first Pulitzer Prize was awarded to the French ambassador Jean-Jules Jusson, who wrote a book about American history. Herbert Bayard Swope won the prize for reporting for a series of articles called Inside the German Empire. Let's learn more about the history of the Pulitzer Prize. Prizes aren't everything, but if you're going to win one, a Pulitzer is a pretty big deal. Since the prize's debut in 1917, the honor has become one of the most distinguished awards in journalism, literature, and musical composition. The program was established by Joseph Pulitzer, a newspaper mogul who ran the now-defunct New York World, as well as the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, which is still running today. In his will, he left an endowment to Columbia University in New York City, which both founded the Columbia School of Journalism and established a fund for the Pulitzer Prize. Oddly enough, when Pulitzer first offered the money to Columbia University's president, Seth Lowe, he was turned down. Why didn't this guy understand the importance of journalism? but Columbia's next president, Nicholas Murray Butler, was more receptive. When Pulitzer was 17 years old in 1864, he emigrated to the United States from Hungary, poor and looking for work. He was paid $200 to join the Union Army during the Civil War. After the war ended, he found himself in Missouri, where he became a reporter for a German-language newspaper. He discovered a passion for reporting and investigation, exposing cases of fraud from the get-go. By 1884, Pulitzer pivoted to politics and was elected to the House of Representatives on behalf of New York's 9th District. During his term, he led the efforts to place the Statue of Liberty, which had just been gifted to the United States from France. Fun fact, the magician David Copperfield once made the Statue of Liberty disappear. For more on that, you can check out our April 8th episode. Over 100 years later, the Pulitzer Prize now offers awards in 22 categories, including playwriting, feature writing, poetry, editorial cartoon, breaking news photography, audio reporting, and much more. Some of the most celebrated writers in modern literature have received the honor, including Tennessee Williams, William Faulkner, and Gwendolyn Brooks, who was the first African American to win the prize in 1950. One of the most memorable awardees in recent history is Kendrick Lamar who won the Pulitzer for Music Composition in 2018 for his album, Damn. This marked a turning point in the long-standing fight for the general public to recognize hip-hop and rap for the meaningful art forms they are. Over the years leading up to this, 
LL Cool J became the first hip-hop artist to earn recognition from the Kennedy Center Honors, and Jay-Z became the first rapper to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Again, awards aren't everything, but in times like these, they can show how our culture is evolving to finally recognize the contributions of talented Black artists like Kendrick. Meanwhile, in the fiction category, Colson Whitehead has won the Pulitzer twice since 2017 for his books, The Underground Railroad and The Nickel Boys, while last year, the poet, Jericho Brown, won for his collection, The Tradition. We simply love to see it. Now let's talk about music. Today, in 2017, Ariana Grande hosted the One Love Manchester Benefit concert to honor the victims of a terrorist attack outside her May 22nd concert at Manchester Arena. It's horrific to even imagine what Ariana and her fans must have gone through that night. 22 people and a suicide bomber died, and 800 more people were injured. This was the deadliest act of terrorism in Britain since 2005. If Grande just canceled the rest of the tour, no one would have blamed her. Everyone who attended that show on her Dangerous Woman tour left changed from the events of that night. But with impressive resilience, the singer managed to pull together a beautiful event on June 4th to raise money for the We Love Manchester Emergency Fund, which was established by the British Red Cross and Manchester City Council. The show was broadcast live across 50 countries, featuring a star-studded lineup with artists like Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Mac Miller, Coldplay, Niall Oren, and Liam Gallagher. The event ended up raising over $12 million. Amazing work, Ariana. And now for today's final segment, I will be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was doing on a June 4th in my life. This is a more wholesome memory, but on June 4th, 2017, I have a bunch of photos of my little cousin named Mona. Mona is my uncle's kid. She is the youngest of his two daughters. And in this photo, I want to say she got a... I'm a horrible older cousin here because I, I think she was like three years old, two years old, maybe something like that. But she was so tiny and she was so cute. And I have all these photos of her and she's my favorite little person ever in the whole world. And I just feel really thankful. My family is very close to each other and I, I was able to grow up with my cousins growing up right next to me. They live like 10 minutes away from my family. And I moved across the country all the way to New York and I really miss being able to watch them grow up. But I feel really thankful for the time that I've gotten so far in my life to be near my cousins as they grow into themselves and I get to watch them become really cool individuals and see what they're interested in. But yeah, I think if you're able to watch a little kid grow up and see how they explore the world and understand it, it's one of the most rewarding and interesting things ever in the world. Um, a small anecdote from this memory um, that I'm just thinking of is the fact that I used to talk with my other cousin, Kaya, when she was around Mona's age in this photo. And I was explaining to my cousin, Kaya, about DNA and how we were related, but we looked different. And she goes, where is DNA from? Like, where do you buy it? And I was like, that is the cutest question ever. The way little kids understand the world and how they rationalize things is really funny. Um, and I had to explain to Kaya that, no, we don't buy DNA. It's just inside of us. <laughs> Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2 every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna de
teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 